0: Get It In Ya is an experimental sketch comedy podcast. The
1: sketches are recorded by our performers in their homes and brought to you fresh by Big Fork Theatre. Welcome to the podcast. Get It in, in Ya! Get It in, in Ya!
2: Get in, in ya. Yeah. Yeah. Disorientation Effect. Active.
3: Senator. For this entire interview, you've been dodging my questions.
2: That's a lovely tie. Bold colours.
3: I'm... Thank you. I'm giving you the chance to clear your name and preserve your legacy. We know you lied at the inquiry. We know the tapes were in your possession. We know your Twitter feud with Dan Harmon was a pre-scripted alibi for the night you stole them.
2: Ms. Winters, I have been nothing but honest this entire time.
3: Then I'll ask you again, Senator. How much do you know about Dunstan Checks Inn?
2: Only that it's a 1996 Canadian-American comedy film starring Jason Alexander. Directed by Ken Kwapis, I believe. With a screenplay by John Hopkins and Bruce Graham. And that's all I know.
3: Come on, Senator. You know more than that.
2: It it, it was a mild success. Not particularly memorable, certainly among other hits in the animal buddy genre. For instance, it was No Monkey Trouble, that's for sure. Or Free Willy. That, That would be my personal favorite. Or André, the, the, the seal one, or the zoo portion of Baby Stay Out with the, uh, memorable gorilla. Or even the timeless Beethoven's second.
3: If we could just get back to Dunstan- So
2: cute and fluffy, that little Charles Grodin.
3: Enough, Senator. Just come out and say it. Say what? What you know, what I know, what the people deserve to know, that Dunstan never checks in.
2: That's preposterous. Not even
3: once in the entire film.
2: It's right there in the title.
3: Very well. Then tell me the premise of the film.
2: Everyone knows that. Humour me. An adorable orangutan in the servitude of an international jewel thief gets smuggled into a five-star hotel, whereupon he finds That's that-
3: right, Senator. Smuggled. So he can remain undetected to hotel guests and staff. So he could steal their jewellery. So he could secretly befriend a mischievous young boy. So guests could be surprised when their masseur turns out to be a naked ape. The entire movie, the entire plot, depends on boy and orangutan alike, defying, not following, the conventions of polite society. A comedy scenario that could not exist were he to formally register his name at the front desk.
2: I've had it. This interview is over.
3: Just answer me this. Isn't it strange that a children's theatrical feature in the 1990s could be released without a single direct-to-video sequel, where Jason Alexander's character is jarringly recast with the dad from Veronica Mars?
2: Well, it's certainly unusual, but not entirely...
3: It's extremely unusual, Senator. In fact, I would say it's impossible without direct and aggressive government intervention. We know about the sequel, Senator. Both of them. The raw footage, the recorded table reads stolen by people in your employ, all of the tapes exclusively acquired by this news network. Poppycock. Very well, Moira, please roll the tapes. Mr. Grant, I shall leave my prize pudding here
1: while I adjust the drapery of my very expensive skirt.
3: Dunstan! Aw, not
0: again!
2: Enough! What were we to do? Audiences were promised an orangutan who would respect the rules, not defy them with boisterous pie in face mayhem. Once we learned our mistake, we knew we would have mobs swarming Capitol Hill. If the American people can't trust a gimmick movie title, who or what can they trust?
3: So you covered up lies with more lies.
2: The Fox producers were flying too close to the sun. Murdoch was protecting them, sanctioning their recklessness, and their titles were getting bolder, more egregious. Care to guess what the plot is to, Dunstan legally emigrates to Bali? I'll give you a hint. Tom Arnold and French Stewart play Monkey Smugglers Number 1 and 2. Or how about the sequel, Dunstan lodges Form 39B for a granny flat affixed to his Balinese home? Because I can assure you that he does not construct that granny flat with government approval. What were someone in my position supposed to do? Watch as the titular integrity of children's films, the last modicum of decency in this post-truth world, crumbles to ash, or confiscate the tapes, suppress the sequels, and hope the movie-going public misses the lie hiding in plain sight. What? What would you do?
3: Admit the oversight. Ask that orangutans in future films follow proper hospitality industry etiquette. See to it that an orangutan never pushes Faye Dunaway into an oversized cake ever again.
2: Do you have children, Ms. Winters? Two boys. Have either of them ever befriended an orangutan?
3: Yes. They formed close bonds with several during my family's station in Borneo.
2: Then you would understand why that wasn't
3: an option. Every young child needs a heartwarming connection to a wild animal. Nobody's debating that. But this is a film full of vandalism, physical violence, and blatant illegal acts. It's not illegal. Our screenplay research team estimates $25,000 in damage, excluding legal fees and lost employment. You
2: misunderstand. When Dunstan does it, it's not illegal.
3: Wow. I don't. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for in this subject. We need to move on to the matter at hand. Your involvement in the 1999 assassination of French Transport Minister Jean Bouillet.
2: How much do you know about Rugrats in Paris?
0: And now for tonight's feature presentation Tales from the Shredding Factory Newspaper says lovely weather this weekend. How about we take the rolls up the coast for a picnic?
3: Oh, Teddy, I'd love that. We haven't travelled since our honeymoon.
0: Yes, yes, we'll make a weekend of it. Just you and me, Edith. Oh, look at the time. I must be off to work.
3: I'll be in town this afternoon buying supplies. Perhaps I pay you a visit?
0: Actually, Edith, I'd prefer if you didn't bother me at... The Shredding Factory. The following day...
3: Did you see the news, Teddy? Last night some tourists were killed.
0: Ah, yes, those silly tourists. Always getting killed, those tourists are.
3: Well, yes, but these tourists were... Shredded.
0: Shredded, you say? Well, that sounds like an animal attack to me. You know, it's a very active time of year for the eastern brown shredding snake.
3: You're sure that you don't know anything about it?
0: What? Just because I work at the shredding factory, I must be mad about shredding things. I bet you think the garbage man is stealing our garbage.
4: How silly of me.
0: Oh, not a problem. Anywho, I must be off to the shredding factory to do some inhumane shredding.
4: You mean non-human shredding?
0: Yes, yes, that's what I meant. That evening. Edith, what are you doing up so late?
3: Waiting for you, Teddy. It's 1am.
0: Yes, had to stay late at the shredding factory. You know how it is. Christmas gets near and everyone leaves their shredding to the last minute.
3: While you were gone, there were more shreddings. The police are telling everyone to stay indoors.
0: Well, that's what you'd expect, really. I mean, if the shredding stopped altogether, it would be quite alarming. Yes, yes, uh, I'm sure the shreddings will gradually peter out and then you'll wonder how you ever lived without them.
3: You're sure you don't know anything?
0: Oh, this nonsense again. You know, we don't even shred that much down at the factory. It's mostly administration. But,
3: Teddy, all your clothes are shredded.
0: These? Oh, just getting old, I suspect. Best that I burn them.
3: Teddy, you're scaring me.
0: Yes, yes, I've enjoyed our talk as well, but I'd best be off to the shredding factory so I'm not late for my shift tomorrow. Good night! The following day... Teddy! Edith, I told you not to visit me at the shredding factory.
3: Teddy, look at all these people. You're going to shred them, aren't you?
0: Of course not.
3: Uh, 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 uh. You're shredding them in front of me!
0: Ridiculous. You know, I was going to apologise for hanging up on your mother whenever she calls, but now I'm not sorry at all. Oh, all right, I have been shredding people.
3: Why couldn't you just tell me that?
0: I was embarrassed. You know, when I started the shredding factory, it seemed like such a good idea. But then I thought about it and realised it made absolutely no sense at all. In my haste to find something profitable to shred, I may have gotten a little overzealous.
1: Oh, Teddy, I don't care about a silly business mistake.
0: I now see the irony that by trying not to lose your esteem, I've done far worse damage. (coughs) Edith, can you ever forgive me?
3: Oh, Teddy. Hell no.
0: We hope you've enjoyed tonight's presentation. Tune in next week for Tales from the Shredding Factory 2. Two Shred 2 Factory Tokyo Shred.
3: Mary, please let me out of the car. This driving lesson is finished. Ben,
1: you have to finish the prayer. Your soul, Ben. Your soul! Let me out, please, let me out. I get claustrophobic. Please, I feel like I can't breathe. Finish the prayer, Ben. You are an abomination against God. Oh,
3: somebody help me, please. Somebody help.
1: Jesus loves you, Ben. and He wants you to give me more driving lessons.
4: <laughs> ah I love the smell of a fresh new burner phone.
3: Thank you for calling your untraceable phone relay service. Please enter the number you wish us to transfer you to and press hash.
5: Thank you for calling darknet.net voiceover IP service. Please enter the number you wish us to transfer you through to and press hash.
0: Thank you for calling the Clorox Australia Consumer Inquiries Hotline. Your call may be recorded or monitored for quality assurance purposes. Please tell the operator if you do not wish to participate. Your call is important to us. One of our friendly customer
5: representatives will be with you shortly. Thank you for calling Clorox Australia, home of Glad Wrap and Glad Elfoil. You are speaking with Mark. Can I start with your name?
4: Hi, Mark. Uh, sorry, I'd rather not give my name.
5: Okay, not a problem, sir. We value our customers' privacy.
4: Excellent. That's reassuring to hear that, Mark. Also, I don't want this call recorded or monitored.
5: No problems. Let me just turn that off.
4: Excellent. Thank you, Mark.
5: Happy to oblige, sir. How can I help you today?
4: Uh, Before that, Mark, uh, may I know your last name?
5: Of course, sir. It's
4: Smithton. Mark Smithton. Ah, thank you, Mark Smithton. And uh, your customer handling employee ID number?
5: I'm sorry, sir. I'm unable to provide that information.
4: No problems, Mark. I respect that.
5: How can I help you today, sir?
4: Well, Mark, I recently purchased your company's aluminium foil, and while I had it in my quarantine and inspection facility, I detected from the packaging some EM transmissions with a QPSK encoding in the 110 gigahertz ISM band. I was hoping you could explain.
5: Yes. As you may well be aware, that is a requirement from Home Affairs Minister Peter Dutton that we lace. Tracer nano electronics in food and cooking related products, which include our alfoil products, which are used for cooking purposes.
4: Yes, I understand that, uh, but I purchased the non cooking aluminium foil. I was purchasing it to make tin foil hats for my church group. It clearly states on the cardboard packaging that this was non cooking aluminium foil.
5: Oh, I am so sorry, sir. There must have been a mistake during manufacturing. Let me alert the head of manufacture, and I'll send you out a replacement, non-cooking alfoil, and two extra, free of charge, for the inconvenience. Uh, Okay. Plus, I can include a free booklet titled, Non-Cooking Alfoil, 101 Plans and Ideas, from cheap but effective Faraday cages to low-resistance pressure switches in improvised explosive devices. What is your address, and I'll get these out to you immediately.
4: Oh, that booklet sounds very interesting. Uh, Thank you, Mark. You can send it to Kirribilli House. Uh, The address is 109 Kirribilli Avenue, Kirribilli, New South Wales, 2061. Is there
5: anything else I can help you with today, sir? Uh,
4: No, thank you, Mark. Uh, You've been very helpful. Thanks for your assistance.
5: No problem, Scott.
2: Australian Federal Police. Everybody stay where you are and stay calm. We're looking for Mark Smithton.
5: I am Mark Smithton. Come with me, sir. Um, okay, why are you taking me? Where are you taking me? Shirley, can you call my wife, Jessie? I wouldn't do that, Shirley. I've got to go back to my desk. I've forgot my car keys. Don't worry. You won't be needing
2: them where you're going.
4: done. Excellent. Thank you. Now I've got to call my dentist. It's best that you head over there now.
2: Yeah, it in your
4: You have my sword.
3: And you have
1: my bow. And my axe. And my regulation sized basketball. Welcome to Middle Earth NBA Slam, the best fantasy basketball game since the last of us, playoff edition. You thought Middle Earth was at peace? Well, you were wrong. Coach Saron has secretly been putting together the meanest group of orcs this side of Mordor with one goal in mind, to get their hands on that ring.
4: <laughs>
1: the NBA championship ring, that is. <laughs> and you have to stop them. Play as your favorite characters! Frodo! Sam. Sam! We may have, Mr. Frodo. Gimli! No regurgitation! Ligolas! It's affecting me. Aragorn? I'm Aragorn. Faramir!
5: You wish now that our places had been exchanged. That I had died and Boromir had lived.
1: Boromir? Yes. Um... Eomer! Rohan! Mountain Troll?
3: <laughs>
1: Archer number three at the Battle of Helm's Deep.
4: its me, Archer number three.
1: Um, uh, that chick who stabbed the Witch King in the face.
4: I am no man.
1: And of course, Gandalf. You shall not pass! His basketball defense, ha 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 And that's all of them. Replace your sword for shorts, your armor with a singlet, your bow for a sweatband, your hairy feet for a pair of adidas, your pants for a basketball. Replace running at the enemy for stretching. Replace yelling at people for dribbling. Replace eating the last of the elven bread for passing, and replace dying for scoring mad points against the enemy. Be a hero by dunking on Gollum. Oh! Ali ooping on she <laughs> Oh! And beating Belrog on the buzzer. <laughs> oh! To win the NBA championship. Sending Team Mordor back to hell where they'll be fucked by Satan. <laughs> oh! Middle-earth NBA Slam is a feel-good, family-friendly sporting experience. Gamer Magazine said it was even better than The Last of Us, Playoff Edition. And we know how good that game was when you sent those zombies back to hell to be fucked by Satan. Oh! Middle-earth NBA Slam. One team to rule them all. Coming soon. Produced by Sony. Oh! Get It In here is is a Big Fork Theatre production. Check out our website at bigforktheatre.com and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bigforktheatre.